All right, you are now tuned in to the follow-through with Clips and Drew, the true players broadcast, episode 114, people. And you know we're going to dive into the D-Lo, Andrew Wiggins trade, who made out better on this deal. Marcus Morris is now a Clipper. He fits into the rotation pretty well, but we didn't look too good against Philly. Speaking of Philly, should the 76ers trade Joel Embiid that's All-Star Weekend? We're going to break down the Clips and Drew All-Star Draft, plus our picks for the dunk contest and three-point contest. It's the follow-through with Clips and Drew. Drew, kick the intro music. Excuse me, I didn't mean to interrupt like Mount Vesuvius. I'm about due to erupt. Use it or I'm losing it. They say I need to loosen up. Tight, I'm well taught. I must do the max like us. I do have something to say. So you got to give it up. Give it up. You never heard All right, so the question Drew and I get asked every single day is how do you start a podcast? When we were trying to get this podcast off the ground, we both had so many questions. How do I record an episode? How do I get my show into all the apps people like to listen to? And most importantly, how do we make money from our podcast? The answer is simple. Anchor. Anchor is your one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. Best of all people, it's 100% free and it's ridiculously easy to use. Even Drew can use it. And now, Anchor can match you with great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast. That means you can get paid to podcast right away. In fact, guys, that's exactly what I'm doing right now by reading this ad. So if you've always wanted to start a podcast and make money doing it, go to anchor.fm slash start to join me and Drew and the whole diverse community of podcasters around the world that are already using Anchor. That's anchor.fm slash start. We can't wait to hear your podcast. What up, broadcast world? What's up, everybody? You know what it is. You know where you're at. It's the follow-through with Clips and Drew, the true players broadcast. We are on All-Star Week, Drew. Is this what we call it? Yeah, this is All-Star Week Eve. I don't know, like, because this is the We're last... We're almost there. Today's Wednesday. Last day of games before the All-Star break officially starts. There's no games tomorrow. No, I know. Clippers play Boston tomorrow. Tomorrow? There's well, one maybe that's... there's like two or three games, but most of the teams start their All-Star Weekend break tonight, and, and they then... don't play again unless they're All-Stars for a week. A lot of players are one, two, three Cancun. Who was the guy? I was thinking when oh, I was taking a leak. Tonight. Nick Van Exel. That was Van Exel. Yeah. I knew it was Van Exel. Nick Van Exel. A lot of teams. A lot of people are ready to take their vacations. My dad hated Nick Van Exel oh. forever. Oh, after hearing that, like completely irrevocably damaged their relationship. I believe that. That was a Del Harris squad, though, too. Del right? Harris, There was for absolutely sure. no respect. Everyone, had, everyone wanted to go to Cancun. <laughs> I know Paul George had said, like, dude, I'm fine with not, not making the All-Star team. He's like, I need a vacation. We're going to sit <laughs> on a beach somewhere. It's cool. And, again, like, I'm not that hype on All-Star. I mean, I used to be. Um, but we're going to get into All-Star and the rules because I want to explain the rules to people because yeah, there's it's a lot of, so weird. a lot of changes to the three-point competition. Like, Oh, yeah. That, that, I thought that was cool. We'll talk about yeah, it. Yeah. We'll talk about it. All right. But if, if you haven't listened to our Patreon show, which you should listen to our Patreon show, go to Patreon backslash Clips and Drew and listen to our exclusive podcast that we drop every single week, only available for people that subscribe to Patreon. We went over the, the the trades, the Capella, the Marcus Morris with the Clippers, which we'll yeah. probably talk about a little bit tonight. But we wanted to save uh, the Wiggins and D'Lo trade for, for you guys tonight just because that was probably the biggest trade made. I wasn't yeah. shocked. I mean, we all knew that even when D'Lo came to the Warriors, we were like, oh, this is basically a rental till February. It was amazing how fast the news got out when D'Lo arrived to the Warriors. That, that he was going to be traded? He, they were looking to trade him. <laughs> right. It was like, we signed D'Angelo and we're looking to trade him. Mm-hmm. Like, it was that quick of... And I, I always thought it would it was definitely something that was worth taking a look at, which is what they did. They took... Like ch- like seeing D'Lo and how he fits? Yeah, they gave him... But how do you see literally. how he fits when there is no Steph and there is no Clay? I think that's the thing that that is unfortunate, maybe for D'Angelo, is that he, it, it's possible that he that the three of them could have been maybe the ultimate Splash Brothers together i don't see that as being true i think wiggins is a really a, a better fit for the team uh than d'angelo is because he's taller he's he's more easy to rotate on defense even though his defense isn't great um it's just a, it's a smoother fit 
it's a small forward or a guard that Clay and and him can kind of interchange the two and three positions. So look, this was a this was a win for Golden State. Yeah, they they wanted an asset from Brooklyn, yep. losing KD. Right, they got the best asset they could. We all said we not just us, everybody in the media said this probably won't work. But let's see. It's kind of like uh, let, let's see what he can do. Let's, this is his uh, his uh, uh, interview. You know yeah. what I mean? It's an extensive tryout. Yeah, and he did okay. He did great. I think he did great. Like with what was happening with the team, mm-hmm. with Steph going down, like they didn't expect Steph to break his hand in the first couple weeks of the season. They just didn't. There's no way to to know that that was going to happen. I think what they did was they they gave him they gave him a solid look. I mean, they really did. I mean, he was injured a couple times over the course of this year already and didn't play every single game, but they got a really solid look at him. Um, and I think what they're getting in return is better. Yeah, is it's a lot better for I them. Mean, for them. Yeah, for them. And then also like you know Wiggins, he's getting paid a lot of money, but he's not getting paid an absurd amount of money. So he himself is a possible trade asset for the Warriors moving Again. forward too. Right, mm-hmm. yeah. So it it is it is remarkable that they were able to make this move. Uh, number one, the D'Angelo Russell move, so smart. And then now making this trade for Wiggins, I think this is showing whoever was behind this, whether it's Bob Myers or uh, I'm sure it was several people, but it's showing the front office of the Warriors to be very astute. Again, continuing. Well, Minnesota had always had their eyes on D'Lo. Cat well, and, and D'Lo have a romance, <clears throat> right? So, like, mm-hmm. that's the that's the the biggest picture for people that aren't aware. D'Angelo Russell and Carl Anthony Towns are really close friends, and this is making Carl Anthony Towns very very happy by making this move because he was very he, he he has said that he's not happy and you how can you be happy they lost like 16 straight games or something like that dude they lost so many games in a row like historic number of games no you lost. know that's the game you were talking about clippers lost to minnesota that's the game you were talking about sorry before before we went on air we were trying to decide what team uh beat the clippers and it was minnesota that's, that's who right. the hell it was but they had lost that many games in a row in one since like november and clearly you know shit has not worked out they right. gave the towns wiggins experiment plenty of time they threw in the the jimmy butler to see if if they could make something happen and they couldn't maybe it's cat though dog well we're gonna find out right now carl anthony towns shouldn't have any reason to be unhappy your buddy's there your best friend one of your best friends is there there's nothing for them to lose at this point. They're terrible. Like their record is not great. Go out and have fun. Go out and play together. Go out and show everybody that you still love the game. That you can still that that it's possible for you to win. And you got your way. Like you got your homie here. And and now it's time for you to go ahead and show us that you can actually win some games. Because and if some Wiggins, of it has to fall on him. If I'm Wiggins, thank you, Jesus, for getting me out of Minnesota and putting me What an on amazing the go- opportunity. It's the best for him, and this is where he's going to shine, Drew, just because – you know, you, the narrative for, for Wiggins has always been, oh, he's soft. Uh, he doesn't have that dog mentality. Look at the numbers this guy put up. He's second all time in points for Minnesota. You know what I mean? The kid can play. I think he being can score. In, he can score. And being in Golden State, I think this is going to take so much pressure off of it. Kind of the same way with Lonzo, right? Like, you don't have to try to be the man. You're not trying to, like, Im- like impress everybody. Lonzo leaving Los Angeles. And just having a better situation. Remember right. we were talking on, on our Patreon pod. Situations, situational players, it, it really works for. And this could be the situation for Wiggins. I'll be the third option. I could put up the, I could put up the points when you need me to. Yes. That stretch position that he plays. Uh, nobody's gonna put up with any bullshit. Like Draymond's gonna tell you straight up, exactly. If shit ain't if shit ain't running right, and I think the beautiful the the beautiful thing for Wiggins is is for maybe the first time in his career he has a really stable franchise, a stable front office, and a stable coaching staff. Right, like throughout his time in Minnesota, there's been a lot of turnover. Right, Kevin McHale was there, um, and then. Um, what's our boy Flip Saunders was there, and then no juniors there, and then Thibodeau was there, and then juniors there. Mm-hmm. So like he's had a constant like revolving door, and he's walking into a situation that is very like well established uh, uh, from top to bottom. Everyone seems to know their role. Everyone is like actively, proactively within the front office and the head coaching staff, like looking to continue the success that they've had over the last you know five or se- six years now offensively speaking like dynamics within the game their the offense for golden state is pretty much plug and play we've seen it they've tried it with multiple different players they've been able to kind of uh regardless of it whether it's looney or demarcus cousins or whoever's out there for them jordan bell it's a plug and play offense and similarly i think wiggins will fit in beautifully with that 
he'll have a structured offense that automatically gets him open shots because people are going to be doubling Steph. They're going to be uh, fading off of Clay's screens. So he's going to have the opportunity to score, to do what he does best. I think the thing that's going to be most important for him is being uh, being held accountable. Because that's what he needs. That's what's exactly. That's what Steve Kerr. That's what Steph and Clay and Draymond and all those guys are gonna. They're gonna require for you to be accountable, and mostly that's referring to defense, right? You got to play hard on both ends of the floor, and I think just naturally, you know, when you're playing, when you're playing basketball with guys that are really, really good, you want to be on that same level with them. Whether that's pickup ball or whether that's high school, you want to be in sync with your teammates you want to you don't want to fuck shit up and i think that's something that he's gonna he's gonna do well for 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 the Warriors. i think once you see the banners hanging in their new billion dollar arena that there comes some kind of expectation but if you look at the big picture of things dude like you just said shit i'm not going to be the focal point of the defenses anymore like trying to stop wiggins like you got to worry about steph clay and whoever else they bring in if i'm a golden state warrior fan i'm really I'm really excited about this because obviously, you know, this season is a wash. I think bringing Steph Curry back in March, well, that's cool. That'll be cool for the fans. I don't think he should, but whatever. It's also okay for him to like play one game and then sit out two games Facts. and just, you know, just stay in the rhythm, get some shots up. But and- if I'm Wiggins, I want to get my reps. Like, let me get my reps with these cats. And so we, so going into the summer, we can all work out together and figure out the plan for us. So if I'm a Golden State Warrior fan, I'm stoked. I'm looking at D'Lo though. Fifth year, fourth team, you know what I mean? Kind of been tossed around a lot. Uh, I don't think D'Lo makes the Timberwolves any better. Again, this isn't – this doesn't I think tip he does. <clears throat> okay, but I don't think it tips the scales, though. What are we What are we really talking about? Yeah, sure. it might make them better. Him and Cat might have a better relationship and whatnot. I don't know how you don't have a good relationship with Wiggins after playing with him your whole career. I think they did have a good relationship. I don't think their relationship to I mean as far as I'm aware. I don't know. I don't I, I think th- Carl and, and Anthony were or excuse, Carl and Anthony and Wiggins. <laughs> Carl and, and Andrew mm-hmm. uh were were fine. I think they were relatively close. I think they were somewhat compatible. I mean like they were united against Jimmy Butler. Like, you know, they were they were number 1 overall picks, right? So like they right. they had something in common. Very young. I, I would imagine that they were fine. I didn't hear any animosity. You know from why the we did those? Because we don't pay much uh, any That's attention. True. And I'm just thinking but about that as we're that talking. That would make news. I mean, we, it, Jimmy Butler made a lot of fucking headlines yeah. in Minnesota. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So like, it would it would be news. I mean, the league is covered extensively. We know this. Right. So it would make some kind of noise. And so I think I think that that the relationship factor is is one thing, but the actual like gameplay. Minnesota, what they've needed this whole time is a point guard. They tried with Jeff Teague, and uh, this whole time they've really needed a dynamic point guard there. And I think sacrificing a shooting guard who's who's pretty solid, honestly. I mean, yes, he has his his flaws without a doubt. Every Wiggins. player does, though. Right. And his are definitely there, though. Like, they're very obvious, his flaws. But to provide them with a scoring point guard that actually can run the team and run the offense, I think is something that they haven't had. Maybe ever. I don't know. Can you can you recall like a great point guard that Minnesota's had? We brought Stephon this up. Marbury. Right, right, exactly. But he played there for what, like two years, three years? The whole – well, I mean, this is kind of Steph and, and KG 2.0, minus 2.0. You right, know what I mean? Right, They had a really great relationship, but, you know, uh, and this is during the flip the flip years, and Steph and Flip didn't, didn't really right. vibe too much. The first, the first tenure for Flip. <clears throat> KG and Steph got along really well, and they had a really good squad. Tom Gugliotta, Doug West. Yeah. You know, uh, Zerbiak was there for a minute. They had a nice little squad, and they were in, they were playoff team. You right. Know? But and but that I think that's my point though. It's a, that's a long time ago. If we're refer, if we're, refer, we're referring back to like really great Minnesota point guards. Okay, but then also, what's up with your front office? You have two right. number one picks. You know, Wiggins could have been playing with LeBron in Cleveland. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But chose, then they got they chose Kevin Love. They oh boy, yeah. And got him a ring. That, that's that's true. Um, I just again, I don't think this. I don't think this tips the scales for Minnesota. I think going. I think MB, the NBA needs to be scared next year right. of Golden State Warriors. Like they will be back. I agree with you, and I think I think if if we're looking at what happened overall, and you asked Bob Myers and Steph and Clay and all those guys in Golden State, if you had to let go of Kevin Durant. And you ended up you ended up with Andrew Wiggins in return. I think they all would have taken that. You had to, and they yeah. saw that coming. Yeah, 
That was a great play by the front office. And I think this was the play the whole time. I think Minnesota could have traded for D'Angelo Russell last season if they wanted to, or this summer. Well, they tried they to sign to. him this year right. in free agency, and they and they tried to work a deal out with, with the Nets. It just didn't happen. Um, but they got their guy. They clearly were wanting him, and obviously I think Carl Anthony Towns is a big part of that. So they should be happy, and I think we're going to see some really exciting basketball come from them. They, 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 you know, they lost that game to Toronto. That was a close game, and I think they played better than they would have without you know with the previous uh, lineup that they had well they they came out uh, after that trade just beating the pants off the clippers i mean these guys hit every single shot right that was shot and again i got hit up by a bunch of people just talking oh I, why are you losing to minnesota i'm just like dude it fucking happens you know whatever so we're you know we'll see what happens with that i want to see where we're at in april with wiggins and the same thing with d'lo but um, hopefully this is a home for D'Lo because we want him to stay. You know exactly. what I mean? I think ultimately we can look at this as a win-win. Definitely. I think I think both players are, are happy, mm-hmm. they, or at least they should be, and, it, and it, it should result in better basketball for both teams, I think. And you know what? You brought it up um, turnkey, right? And so Clippers got our, our guy, Marcus Morris, who we've had our eye on for a minute. Um, and it was literally like you can just drop him into the offense and everything worked out fine. His first game against Cleveland, I think he came out with 10 – but took the shots he needed to take. Last last night against Philly, he played really well. Timely bucket. That was such a good game. It was a great game. That was a real like that was a playoff <clears throat> game. That, that felt like a playoff game. Well, they, uh, Philly went up like twelve early. Like yeah. it was close, and then they went on a run. Then like the Clippers normally do, they came back. It was like fifty fifty at halftime, uh, which is low scoring. Yeah, it um, was. It was physical. It was a physical game, and I was kind of Drew and I were speaking about it before we got on the air, and you know I don't like being that guy. Uh, blaming refs and not because I hate I hate doing it and I hate when people do it. But I just noticed that there were a lot of calls that was just we were not getting that that Embiid was getting and Embiid went to the line like seven times in the in the first half and the Clippers as a team only went as two times. And you know I I feel that there's a we're still trying to figure out this rotation this offensive rotation and I think Doc is. He he loves Trez and Lou so much, dude. And I just think there's times where just Trez is a little too little, and you need the seven footer, two sixty five. Well, Embiid is one of those times. Yeah, and it's rare. You're right. I mean, in today's NBA, it's very rare for you to come up against a guy of that size mm-hmm. who's that powerful that Trez can't handle. Mm-hmm. And in this instance, that's one of those guys. It's mm-hmm. Joel Embiid. He's way too big for Trez, and it's the truth. And it was easy to kind of see. Well, he was getting so low in the post, yeah. like, and it was just turn, turn, and fucking kiss it off the glass. It's that easy. But one thing I did notice, and I know Drew and I talk about it a lot, and we're not gonna we're not gonna talk about this a long time because I think we spent some time on the Patreon pod about it. But when 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 Embiid is out of the game, you see something out of Ben Simmons that is so different. Just the how much space is on the court, just his vision, the passing, the the bulliness that he has, his strength. <clears throat> yeah, definitely. Because we all we all knew like at the beginning of the year, where where is the room for this guy to create? Right. And obviously, you are a better team, quote unquote, with Embiid and Simmons in the line at the same time. But it just felt like Simmons just is—he's so good, dude. Well, he's the engine mm-hmm. for this team, without a doubt. He comes to—he brings it every, every night. night. Dude. It, yeah, so he's the engine, mm-hmm. right? And it reflects in how much he played. He played 42 minutes in that Clipper game, right? And and he needed to. He had a triple double. He had 26 points, 12 rebounds, 10 assists. He was all over the place. Yeah. Defensively, he did great. The Phil, I think Philly in general played really good defense. A lot of that is because maybe there was some some physicality that wasn't called by the refs. Where on the other end it might have been. Um, I'll, I'll give you that. There was definitely a there kind was a of, few, and I'm was, not saying that was. I mean, I was, I was Kawhi it, didn't have a great game. Right. Paul George didn't have a great game. But but to the point, Embiid only played 28 minutes. Right. He still got 26 points and nine rebounds. He had a great game. Um, How many times did he get to the line? 13 times. He was See? 8 of 13 from the free throw. Unbelievable. Line. Definitely. But it was very clear that that Simmons is running the show for them right now. And I don't know how clear that's been. What I, One thing that I that we're both aware of is that Joel Embiid and the city of Philadelphia are he in got a, booed. Yeah, they're in a little bit of a weird he kind liked of, it, though. we're in a weird moment right now. Embiid tweeted, you know, you, you'll, you either die a hero or live long enough to become a villain. Some version of that quote. So weird. Stop. But the angle I'm coming from with this is that this may be like maybe one of the only cities, one of the only fan bases that isn't afraid to call out their superstar for being kind of a bitch. 
It's very much a Philadelphia kind of a thing. Super Philly. No, they and, did I, and I fucking love Boston it. Boston did it. Boston I'm, did no, it with no, 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 there's definitely cities like it. My, I think the point that I'm trying to make is that I think Joel's response was fantastic. It was great. It, the city are, is kind of calling him out, and I think he kind of likes it. I think that is is a, kind of an amazing relationship that he has with that city and how they actually might light a fire under his ass. The fan base might actually get him... Oh, is that what it's going gonna to take after five years? I think it is might. Is that what it's going to take? No, but how weird is that, though? To think, like, most, most, most players... Like, if that happened to Kevin Durant in Oklahoma City or San Francisco... Oh, that would be a shit Oh, uh, get me out of here. I, I, I want to trade. Storm. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. it, it would be a different thing. I think a lot of players are more aligned with the, oh, what did I do? Like, why are you booing me? Like, what is that? I think Embiid's mentality, at least from his response, um, is, is very much akin to... Philly's spirit. It was very Embiid-ish of him yeah. to do that. And it was very Philly. I I, I actually really liked it. I, I liked it a lot. I, I'm, I'm with that dude, and I'm just going to stay – I'm going to stick to my guns on this, that I I honestly don't think Joel Embiid is a superstar. I don't like when people say I, – I, I hold superstars so high in my book. I'm looking at the way Ben Simmons plays and what he brings every single night, how he's prepared, how he's – physically in shape um yeah he's not the fun guy yeah he's not the i'm gonna tweet fucking i, I you know I, I'm, he's not that guy what he is is a guy that comes out and gives you 26 12 and 10 you know against the uh, uh, you know i'm watching him play Kawhi last night he wasn't giving Kawhi no space no no none whatsoever he's bigger than Kawhi. he's bigger than Kawhi, which is awesome and <clears throat> yeah. he's their fucking point guard that's yeah. amazing and so what if he doesn't want to shoot you know and that's the funny meme we posted the other night. Like, why does this guy wear a shooting sleeve every fucking right. day? Right. Doesn't need it. When he doesn't shoot. But you don't need to shoot when you got it like that. It's like it's like asking, well, you know, uh, Shaq never had a 15-foot jumper. Well, why the fuck would Shaq ever no need a 15-foot right. jumper? Exactly. Uh, all I'm saying is that I, I think Philly is so much better when, when Ben Simmons uh, has – Room to operate. Yes, dude. And if you can put the right – we saw Josh Richardson last night. If you great. can, Yeah, if you can – it's kind of the LeBron thing, right? Yeah. Like he – LeBron can create a bucket anytime he wants or get to the post or exactly do whatever what he's he wants. doing for the Lakers. Exactly. But if you give me three shooters, Horford, and Richardson, one, and Tobias – And then a big guy to catch a lot. Or get a rebound, right. you know? And Drew and I were, were talking about like – so what was our what was our mock trade? Oh, what was well, mine? I had Indiana first. Yeah, there. Were, so, yeah, this led to a, scenarios. A, a conversation about Philly is, I think, eventually going to have to make a, a decision uh, between Embiid and Simmons. It's something we've known for a while. It's possible that they force it uh, and they just spend all their money and, and try and keep these guys together and figure it out. But it seems eventually they're going to choose. They're going to have to choose Simmons or Embiid. And obviously they're going to want some something in return for Embiid if they're going to get rid of him because they can't just let him go to free agency or vice versa for Simmons. But I think right now they they should be leaning a little bit more Simmons because of his reliability. Uh, as far leaning as, more to trade Simmons or to keep no no, him? no to keep him. hell yeah to keep him hell yeah because of his reliability and because of the potential that he has he has a very much a LeBron potential now LeBron <clears throat> is not what I would call a gr- a great shooter but he's certainly a better shooter than Ben Simmons. Right, not even a question. And I think I think Giannis is probably even a better shooter than Ben Simmons. But that is the kind of ceiling that this guy has. He has a LeBron, Giannis, uh, kind of a potential to take over the game and bring the ball up the floor and just demand uh, all the attention as he drives to the rim. And then his passing ability obviously makes a lot of sense. So our trades were like, well, what would work to get rid of Embiid? Because you can get a lot for Embiid. And bring bring somebody around Simmons to make them m- look more like Milwaukee, make them look mm-hmm. more like the Lakers with LeBron. And the first thing I thought of was Bradley Beal. Because uh, Bradley Beal, he, he might be happy in Washington. Most signs point to the fact that he shouldn't be very happy. he's not happy in he Washington. Just signed a, he just signed an extension, of though. Of course, he had to. Well, well, he didn't have to. That's my point. Right. So, like, some, some would say maybe he is happy for some reason because he signed an extension where, you know, he could have been a really coveted free agent and gotten, a, I think, a significant amount of money in free agency. But regardless, that's a guy that, that I think would play great alongside Ben Simmons. Uh, and they would be able to still keep Horford. So I think what we're coming to terms with is it's possible that Elton Brand in his back pocket of all back pockets is saying part of the reason I'm assigning Horford is, yeah, because he plays Giannis really well defensively, but maybe we're going to fucking shop Embiid. And at least I have my center. I still have Horford for three more years after this on a contract. Who plays great with Ben Simmons. Who plays great Great with Ben Simmons. Who can shoot from the top of the key. Yep. 
Um, and and so if you add if you just have him run center and you add someone like Beal, um, you know that would be a an amazing trade package. Obviously, I think there would be more that would have to go both ways. I don't think it would just be a straight up trade, but why wouldn't Washington do that? Would you do my suggestion of Oladipo and Miles Turner for Embiid? I I the only reason that I mean from Philadelphia's standpoint, yeah. I would want more. For some reason, I still think I want more. I want like okay. Obviously, there's going to be picks in like, there and expirings and sure. I'm just saying for the key of like with- maybe I think I think if I'm Philly, I would push for Sabonis instead of oh, yeah. You go for Sabonis, in, of course. Yeah, instead but, of Turner. But I think they're looking I, at Sabonis like right. I'd rather have Sabonis than Miles Turner. Exactly, and I think I think that's the biggest part is that regardless of who. Indiana trades for Embiid, they still have one of the bigs there, and then they still have the same problem. Like Embiid playing with Sabonis, yeah, that's possible, but still is the a lot same. Of big, a lot of beef it's, in there, bro. Yeah, it's not great. Right. And then obviously Turner and Embiid shouldn't ever play on the same floor at the same time. And they're still in the same conference. You trade so, them to the same conference. I think, I think Oladipo would be great alongside Ben Simmons without a doubt. But I think Indiana's really happy with what they've built, and I think they're really looking for one specific thing to add to their roster when they're going to let go of Turner or or Sabonis. They're going to they're going to it seems like they're plotting for something ideal for Well, the Brogdon situation. pickup was huge. Yeah. You know, and he's a great fit for them. We both said that we like their team. I think it's fine as it is. I do too. You know, Miles Turner who is just, you know, he's Miles Turner, but he gives you he stretched his game out too. He's pulling the three ball now. You know, we're seeing how good Sabonis is. Sabonis is a freaking all-star. Yeah. He had twenty. I mean, Giannis wasn't playing tonight, but at halftime, he had 22 points at halftime or whatever the hell it was. So, I don't know. I just feel after watching them play the Clippers, and they played really I, – I, you know, Philly's nice. But we said on our page, like, do you think that this is – we took a poll. We had over, like, 200 people vote on it, and it was like – 89% said that they are not a finals team. But that was right before the game happened. Yeah. I bet if you did that same poll, that would that would change, right? Because it's always changing with, with the, these kinds of victories. If they beat the Lakers, I think it would change. If they beat the Clippers, it would change. You know what I'm saying? If yeah. they beat Milwaukee, it would change. I still think we can beat them so, in seven in seven-game series. I don't think that's a – I really – they they scare me because of their, their right. height. But I don't think we're done also. Um, Clippers. Well, yeah. that's, that's what I wanted to get into mm-hmm. is that you you guys have two open roster mm-hmm. spots. Patrick Beverly was injured for that game, so you started with a weird a weird kind of starting roster with mm-hmm. Lou Williams and as your starting point guard, who's you know always playing with Trez and very rarely starts. Uh, the depth in that game really did shine out because I think you did need another point guard. Uh, and you didn't have one to rely on, so I think what you were going to say is like who 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 you're looking at at bringing on because you have two spots. I mean, we got. I think we're we're playing the chess game again. I think we're waiting for the buyout market. I think as much as Cleveland says that they're not going to buy out Tristan Thompson, but if if Tristan Thompson is on the buyout market, I think we are going to go head on with him. Not I think to there's like his, eight teams that would. That's go. fine, yeah. but mind you, we're in L.A. and he has yeah. a lot of L.A. ties. And if he wants to get back to the promised land, he would be that guy that we need a rebounder fucking knows his role, can shoot free throws, you know, uh, can uh, can guard someone like can, Embiid. Totally. And he has six fouls. You know, he rolls to the basket with his hands up uh, again, just offensive rebounding. And then if this Reggie Jackson thing, I think Reggie is more of like, I think. I think uh, Tristan's going to be way more coveted as far as like there's going to be a and, lot. of. T- and right now there's no movement towards a buyout. Currently, they there, say there's not, but when you right. have Drummond and Love, you know, like I, I don't know, and I think Tristan, I think they owe it to Tristan. If Tristan wants the buyout, I think they owe it to him to to let him go. But you know, who the fuck knows with that organization? I, see, the thing with Tristan for them is, I think they still think that he they can get a trade for him, right. and I think they're right. I think they fucked up though because they should have been shopping him more seriously with Detroit, or they should have, you know, I don't know, like there, there should have been something proactive there. Mm-hmm. If you're not going to buy him out. Uh, then, then trade him. If you're not going to trade him, like, well, then what the fuck? Now he's mm-hmm. going to play 12 minutes or yeah. something like that. Like Drummond is obviously going to come in and take a spot. He already has. Mm-hmm. Uh, it would only make sense for them for them to 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 look at a buyout. They look so bad, Drew. Like when we played them the other night, Cleveland. Just, yeah, oh my oh. lord. The only thing dope about them is their throwback jerseys. Yeah, That's those are I great. The say. black and the, the with black the, and blue. Uh, the blue ones. Yeah, yeah, the Terrell Brandon joints. Like those, those are my Bobby Sura joints. Those are great. Um, I so I think you know we 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 were flirting with Darren Collison. Mm-hmm. Darren Collison was flirting with Lakers and Clippers though, like for a month and a half now, and then 
deciding not to come he's like, back. Like, nah, I'm, I'm cool. I don't even think I need this NBA shit so, anymore. So yeah, he's out of contention. Um, so it is. It seems like Reggie Jackson is like the next candidate if, for you guys. If we're talking that there is no Pat Bev, yes. Like I felt last night, and I, like I told Drew, like if we had Darren Collison on the bench, Darren probably would have started last night. Lou would have come off the bench in his normal role. Um, I don't think that was the X factor in the game. Pat Beverly is a disruptor, and yeah, like I want to see him and Marcus Morris play together. I mean, we saw Marcus be true Marcus last night mm. with Embiid. I like the fact that he's a dog. I like the fact that he's not backing down from anybody. His personality hasn't changed at all, and all the Clipper reports I read is he's been talking to every single player. Where do you like the rock? How do you like your your screens? How do you? He went to Zubak first. Was like uh, Zubak was saying I was the first guy he talked to. Um. Just asking the players. Because, dude, we have to get acclimated to him, too. It's just nice to have all these shooters. Like, we have so many fucking shooters, right? So many. Everybody on the team can shoot. Pat Bev, Landry, Paul, Kawhi. Fucking all these guys can shoot. Um, it's it's just we need uh, – we just need one more body down there. It would be nice to have Reggie Jackson. Reggie Jackson uh, um, reminds me a lot of a young Darren Collison. Like, when Darren was, was back up to CP – a young Eric Bledsoe, you know? And it's funny. I mean, Reggie still seems young. He's been in the league for a long time yes. now. He's just been injured for so right. many years. Right. Like, so many years. Right. And and I feel bad for him, man, because he was talented at Boston College. He was a Boston yep. College guy. He always used to wear his headband. If you guys remember, he used to wear his headband like, like a yarmulke. Like a yarmulke. Yeah, like a yarmulke. Yeah. That was, that so was the trademark for Boston College Reggie Jackson. But he is good. That's yeah. the thing. Is like when if he's healthy, which is the big if, right? He's and only played ten games. This seems year. like he's healthy now or mm-hmm. close to healthy right now. Um, but that's like the biggest question mark with him. But I think for sure, last night you could have used Reggie, like without a doubt, in my mind. Like, yeah, but maybe you, need, you, you really only have right now. It, you only have two point guards on your roster. Yeah, yeah I you mean, have guys that can handle the ball for sure. But there's two only two traditional point guards. I'd like to see Terrence Mann a little more too. You know, yeah, what I mean? that would have like, been great. He didn't play at all. No, he's been in the G League. Like he's been playing down there. There's a reason why we have two spots available. I know we're going to make another move. Whatever it is, I don't know. I want to get into to All Star Dog. Yeah, it's All Star it. Weekend. But uh, this is my favorite weekend. I like to lock myself up in my <laughs> house and just, you know, I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna have a little shindig Saturday night. If anybody wants to come, is listening to this shit. Hey. If you want to come, holler at me. We can watch the three point, the, the dunk contest. Yeah, I'm gonna have a little shindig. Might make my uh, my uh, root beer ribs. You know what I'm saying? That cook in the crock pot all day. Might be making those. Yeah. But I want to explain something. Like, I'm all for the Kobe tribute. Obviously, we knew there's gonna be a Kobe tribute, right? For the All Star Weekend. I was perfectly fine with one team wearing 24, one team wearing eight. I think that is like that is. Well, so they did that. They did the 24 and the two. 24 and 2. Are you sure it's not 8? Oh, it is 2 yeah, for Gianna. That's right. That's yeah, right. LeBron's wearing 2. Excuse me. Um, I was all for that, and I think that's all. And do a tribute at halftime or before the game. There's wear a, a patch, tribute. whatever. Sure. But changing the whole – like, I love how Adam Silver's, like, progressive. Like, yeah. We're try- and we're trying to change shit up. But do you understand these rules? I do. Okay. So I had a couple people hit me up and ask me, like, can you just explain them? So this is how it's going to go. Every quarter counts for charity. All right, so teams will compete to win each quarter for a Chicago, um, some charity, some ch- a, Chica- a charity in Chicago. Got it. But the fourth quarter will be untimed, and the teams will play to a final target score, meaning the game will end with a made free throw or a whenever they reach bucket. that whenever they reach that point total. Right, the game ends. Okay, whichever me. whichever team reaches it first. <laughs> Each quarter will start zero to zero, and there'll be twelve minutes. Right, so whoever wins, if e- if East wins the first quarter, that East charity gets a hundred racks. Start over second quarter, zero zero, same thing. But going into the fourth quarter, you got to get this target score. The final target score st- score, excuse me, will be determined by taking the leading team's total cumulative score through those three quarters. And adding 24 points for Kobe, and that that will be their final target score. And the teams will play. It's going to be an untimed fourth quarter. Yeah. And so, like, if if the if the leading score this is yeah easy way to break is is, is the West at with a hundred in three in three quarters, and the East has 95, and the East has 95. The target store score will be 124. There will be no clock, 
And whichever team gets their first wins. Right. That's that and that's okay, that's just a lot. All right. Yeah. I just think it's a lot. So the I think the the scoring aspect of this is cool. I think the fourth quarter thing is cool. It's been done before. It's been it's been done uh, year after year with uh, a tournament called the basketball tournament uh, that that is hosted in the off season. It's I become, was in that tournament. It's become I had a team in that tournament. Yeah, it's been going for several years, and mm-hmm. it's become really really big now. ESPN for the last I think maybe three or four years has been hosting it, uh, where they actually show the games. Um, and what they have done is in all of those games is that exact model, not the whole quarter by quarter thing that I, we need to throw out the fucking window. I don't understand the quarter by quarter starting at zero. The, I think that's I guess, just for the charity. Then that's fine. That's, why can't you just be like, who's leading each quarter? Yes, and then you just win the take charity. the winner. You can still do the math without having to go zero to zero. Mm-hmm. Like it's very easy. There's box scores. You can just tell who won <laughs> right, the quarter right. and distribute the funds. Right. That's very easy. But the basketball tournament has been having this score. They, they have, they, they have a name for it. It's, it's after the guy that invented the, the idea of finishing this, the game in this way. And I've watched a lot of those games and that's a lot of fun. Having it untimed really gives the players a sense of like urgency for some reason. Cause they, you want to get the, to that 124 right, real quick. Right. Exactly. Right. And so, you know, if, if it's a tight game, like we're, we're supposing in our, in our, for instance, where it's 195, that's going to be a fucking awesome way to see who wins the game. And it literally doesn't matter about the score, like the, the time you just keep going until you get to 124. But in an instance where I think because Giannis is such a terrible drafter of, he, of, of God, his was draft was so bad, y'all. <laughs> it was so bad. Even in our group chat, we were all like, are you serious? It can't be real. Drew and I did our own draft, and we're going to talk about that in a minute. But continue with what you're saying. Because because Giannis's draft was so terrible, I think there's going to be a, a very large discrepancy Jesus. in the favor of Team LeBron during the course of this game. Jesus. I mean, I, we could be I could be way off we base, could be but way I, wrong. I think that's what's going to happen. Um, <laughs> and if that's the case, and it's LeBron's team has 100 and Giannis's team has 80, and the and the point scored is 24, it's going to be kind of a lame ending. But all do respect to Kobe Bryant. I love that they're doing their best to try and incorporate something to honor him. Is this the best way ever? Probably not. I but think it's, it's fuck, extra. It's pretty cool. I love it, dude. I'm all for the Kobe tribute. I just think this whole rule, I just think it's extra. You you feel me? And he's very well deserving of it. I get it. And I, again, I like that the NBA is being progressive. And if they hate it this year, it won't happen next year. You know what I'm yeah. saying? I think I think this is like maybe the first time ever in my life mm-hmm. that I want to purchase an Eastern All Star jersey because it is it's going to have the number 24 on That's it. That's kind of cool. And so I think this, you know, for the for I mean, I, I wanted a Kobe, uh, you know, West All Star jersey. I they wanted, look fly. I wanted a Shaq West All Star jersey. You know, when I was younger as a kid, those are jerseys that I wanted and the, they were dope. But this, I've never really wanted an Eastern All Star jersey other than maybe like Michael Jordan. You know what I'm saying? So like this would be. Something that I might actually purchase. I don't know who I would get the jersey of, but uh, who would you do? AD? Well, no, because oh, he's not. He's on. It the would West, have to be team. Me. Oh no, because it's not East or West, right? So it would have to. It would have to be Team Giannis. Yeah, because they're the ones wearing twenty four. Right. So I, I have a very tough. And Giannis's picks were horrible. So you're right. right. That's what I'm you're saying. Right. It's not going to be easy. So so I'll, let's I'll go over. It let's go. We did our own draft. We and did. Those that listened to the last episode. So I thought we had a pretty damn good draft. We did. It was very competitive. It was very competitive. I'm definitely ahead. I'm definitely winning. I'm ahead of it. I'm winning this game, bro. Bro. I got scores. You have bigger names. I got dudes coming out here ready to score. I definitely have a better team. You don't. You on paper. How are you going to say that? I have a better team. On paper. Yeah. I'm going to let me read them off, dog. Go ahead. Or read off your fucking team. Go. Well, my starting five is uh, I was team LeBron. So I have LeBron. He got first pick. I got Anthony Davis. Mm-hmm. I got Kawhi Leonard. Mm-hmm. I got Joel Embiid. Mm-hmm. And I got Kemba Walker, my starting five. That's good. It's a nice. It's nice. In my reserves. It's cute. In my reserves, mm-hmm. I have uh, Damian Lillard. You do. Dame Dalla. Video Game Dame. We nicknamed him. The Video Game Dame. Mm-hmm. Uh, Donovan Mitchell. Spider. Uh, Spider Mitchell. Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Buckets. I got the Joker. You did. Slokich. We don't know what we're going to get from him. I got Chris Paul. CP3. I got Bam Adebayo and I got Middleton. Biggie to Bam. And that is a fucking team. It's a good team. That is a team. It's a good team. Oh. But mind you, I'm trying to get to this target score. That's what I'm trying well, no. to go for. Well, what we're doing is we're adding up our total points scored. Mm-hmm. We're going to tally up the all the points. Individual points. Right. Yeah. And then we're going to see who wins. Yeah. Um, 
Clips. The Clip Squad, bro. The Murder Squad. Well, hold on. I was Drew Braun, and you you're... Clip Honest. Clip Honest. I'm the Clip Honest. Clip Honest. I took a poopo. I did poopo. Mm-hmm. So my starting five, Giannis, Luca, Cool Hand Luca, James, give me the rock, Harden, Ice, Trey, and Mr. Toronto himself, Pascal Siakam, a.k.a. Yep. P. Scally. Yeah, okay. that's aka you, the spicy. Let me peak. just let me just stop you right there because uh, Luca, James Harden, and Trey Young are your starters. Yeah, fine. And those guys, uh, this ain't an NBA game, Drew. They're just We're, not going to have a lot of opportunity. You know how many buckets these guys are going to get? They're just going to sh- launch threes cool. from thirty-eight. I, and I'm I'm excited to give see me the it. buckets. Thirty-eight foot three point. Quit interrupting me while now, I'm trying to get on, my go on to your, your Giannis Luca Harden Tracy Ockham starters terrible reserves oh yeah oh really yes. sorry Ben Simmons yeah sorry boring oh boring and you got fucking Kimball if this Walker. was if this was an assist off sorry I think Bam you sorry win. Bam's way better than fucking Ben Simmons sorry Bam is like my 12th guy you thought Bam could shoot three pointers and he shoots 12 percent bro I didn't I I thought he was better than that I didn't say he was a shooter <laughs> All right, so yeah, mine, mine does get kind of sorry towards the end. But anyways, Benny Simmons got my boy Sabonis, who I wanted. First time All-Star from Indiana. Uh, fucking Kyle Lowry. Then I got Westbrook. I got my pick, Brandon Ingram. Fucking Ingram's G- a good pick for MVP. I, I, for MVP. Luca's going for it. Luca yeah. or Trey, I think I really Trey, think. Luca, and Brandon are all going to go for I like that. And, Just to get clout, they yeah, want the clout. They're going to go for buckets. Um. I got Jason Tatum, which I'm stoked on. He's probably going to do something nice. But then, of course, getting the last pick. Rudy. Fucking Gobert. And Rudy. We wanted to ta- I wanted to take him off Rudy. the list. But I might need the three points he's going to get in that game. Yeah. And on on Giannis and, and LeBron's draft, Sabonis was the last pick. Oh, was he? Yeah, which is kind of messed up. He's a white boy. I mean, who plays defense? I think he's – is he the only white boy? No, Luca. Oh, that's right. We got Luca. Yeah. They're both Euros. And we, you know, we got half with Simmons. We got half with Trey. There's three. There's a total of a three. total of three. <laughs> There's a total of three. Um, so those are going to be our team. So, but also the more important thing is we got some pretty dope three point and and uh, yeah contest. And the, and so the three point rules I'm a little fuzzy on still, but they're they're having they're they're having an extra thing happening with the three point contest. You get two shots for four points, or two shots for, for three, three points. points. That are deep. That are super deep. That are dame deep. And as like everyone gets them, right? It's at the end of you the... You can take them. I don't think you... have you, the option yeah, to take Yeah, I don't them. think you have to take them. Got I it. think you still get the same amount of balls in the... Ra- again, this is the NBA again. These are This this shit's a little confusing, okay? I like that. Because the three, I don't think the three-point contest needed any tweaking. No. If, if anything, maybe maybe back them up a little bit. That would be fun. But it I don't think it needs any tweaking. Yeah, but if you're if you need eight points on your final rack... And you can take your first two from Dame dis from Trey distance. Then this is relying on guys doing a lot of math in mm-hmm. the moment. Yeah, that's that a lot. I don't know. You, <laughs> might, you might have to have to have the spotter on the sideline. Yeah, like go go for the go <laughs> for the three point. Yeah, go, go for deep. the three one. <laughs> um, I want to talk about the three first. So okay, and I, I and I think this is going to be really good. We're going to make our picks. Yeah, we're going to make our okay. picks. So three point contest or, or contest. Davis Bertrand's fantasy team. Is my it guy. Davis? Yeah, it's or, th- is it Davis? Or? No, it's Davis. Oh, it's Davis. It's Davis, actually. Davis? Yes. Bertrand? Davis Bertrand. I'm um, going to call him Davis for the rest of... Have uh, you been calling him Davis? I totally thought it was Davis. Come on, bro. It, it's spelled Davis, like Baron Davis. I know. <laughs> <laughs> actually, his Baron's Baron, name is Baron. It's, 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 it's actually Baron Davis. Baron Davos. <laughs> Game of Thrones. Shout out to BD, That's bro. Game of Thrones know, edition. That so is. Okay, so uh, Davis Bertrand's. We got Devontae Graham. Shout out to Devontae for going. Uh, mean Joe Harris. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, our boy Buddy. Buddy Heald. Buddy Love. Zach, Zach Levine. I can't believe you're in this one. If you win, I'm going to be shocked. Uh, Dame Dalla, Duncan Robinson, Trey Young. Okay. So those are – that. that's a good lineup. Yep. Okay. I want to talk about Davis first. Davis is a set shooter. Um, I don't think he's going to get them all up in time, to be honest with you. Okay. So, and I like him a lot. I don't think he's he's a sniper. I mean, all he, these guys are are really solid three yes. point shooters for sure, without yes. a doubt. I think I, I I think I'm leaning Trey Young. Well, hold on. Joe Harris is the defending champ. My pick though. is Joe Harris. You're taking Joe for the for the first repeat in three point championship history since Jason Capono. 
bullshit. The Is first, that really? First repeat. You know that for a fact? We know that for a fact. Really? Jason Capone was the last three-point competition winner to, to repeat. Okay. And it's mostly because Steph and Clay kept going back and forth with each other. I'm, gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to fact check you on so, this one. So that's a fact. Okay. I'm going Joe Harris. Mean Joe Be- Harris. Because his shot is perfect okay. for a three-point competition. Anyone who jumps mm-hmm. like Damian Lillard mm-hmm. is going to struggle as you get towards the end of the Takes rack. Takes more time. And then you, he, he might have a great first round, but second round is going to go a little slower, third round is going to go a little slower, and it's not as easy to be consistent when you're jumping and you're shooting 90 to a, 120 shots. Yeah, but can Mean Joe Harris go from Dame range? Are you incorpor- Are you thinking about that, that mean three ball? I, I am not. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> because I think Joe is not going to go there. I think Joe will just do. Joe will not go. Stick stick with the regular three. Okay. But I think Trey Young is is definitely a pick that it's going to be a lot. A lot of people are going to pick Trey Young because I think he could win this for sure. All right, okay, so I'm stu- So I have three starred right. Dame, Duncan, and Trey. Duncan Robinson. Okay, and I like Duncan. Not to mention he wears the number fifty five, and I kind of vibe. I vibe with that because that's my number. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go with winning Trey. Okay, Trey. I'm going to go with winning Trey, but I think it's going to be Trey Duncan Robinson in the finals. That's what I think. I think it's going to be those two going at it. I like it. And I think Trey really wants to win this. Out of all these guys, think about yeah. this. I, I, out of all these guys, Joe Joe defending wants to defend his title, but the only, I, I don't think Zach gives a fuck. I don't think Dame really gives a fuck. Dame's going to go out there and try to do his thing. But – Trey wants to win that motherfucker. You know what I mean? So Dame Dame is the only one that has the most riding on it, right? He's the biggest rep. He's the biggest star right. in the three-point competition. Mm-hmm. And it's always a risk when the bigger stars go into something like this where they're, you know, the the, the best player involved. Mm-hmm. So there's going to be some pride involved with Dame. And I think, you know, don't get me wrong, he's, he can definitely do it. And if anyone's going to take advantage of the, the three-point ball, it, it's probably going to be him, right? Him and Trey – are for sure. That's their range. They're for sure yeah. launching those yes. without a doubt. Yes. They're taking both of those. Do you do they get two balls a rack? It's two total. The whole the whole thing? I think it's only two, maybe it's three, but you can't on the baseline they can't do all five because the baseline doesn't exist That's beyond true. a sp- certain number. So it would only have to be the wings mm. that are extended and then the top of the key one that's extended. Uh, so maybe there's three. What I've heard is that there's two. I think there's one on either wing. God, we should have done more research. It's on so it. fucking know, confusing. It's, a lot. it's so confusing. Anyway, so for 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 that reason, I do. Th- I I'm leaning to to think that Trey Young is going to win. But you can't say that. That's not who you picked. You I'm pick picking. Joe I'm, I'm still sticking with my pick, Joe Harris. Okay. Yeah. It's going to be interesting. Yeah. I'm really. I'm really. I'm looking forward to that because it'd be cool to see Devontae do something too. Because he's had. He's such a like, big jump shooter though. He yeah. Jumps. Yeah, that's true. He's he's a, and and historically that does not bode. It doesn't well. work. No. Did it work for for uh, Ray Young? Or oh, not Ray Young? Excuse me. Shout Ray out to Allen. You. Shout, out, shout out to you, Ray. Ray Young. Allen started shooting his set shot during the three point competition. Hmm. Same thing with Reggie. Reggie also shot his his. I uh, think the set dunk shot. contest moving moving forward. I think the dunk contest like it's. When you when you're looking at the four names in it, which is pretty sorry, there should have been some more names. I'm upset that Zach Levine isn't in the dunk. Yeah, contest. he chose the three point over that. It's Chicago. Especially, it's in Chicago, I, baby. I totally agree, dog. What are you doing? I agree, but I think he's a little scared of a uh, of Gordon, Aaron Gordon. Ag. I, look, at the end of the day, your boy Pat Connaughton's going to be there. We we talked about him. He's he, going to steal America's heart. Yeah, you'll like him, but he ain't going to do anything all of you middle, ain't never seen. He's representing middle, middle America. He's representing all the Republicans of the world. All of um, yes. <laughs> he's got a 42-inch vertical leap. He can throw a 100-mile-an-hour fastball. The guy was drafted fucking Major League Baseball. He's an athlete. You know, he's out of this world. We were watching his game today, and all he does is just run. Just run. And be yeah, he an does, he's not involved too, no. too often in the offense. <laughs> he He'll just, shoot a three. Right. He'll maybe get a layup. I think that he'll offensive it, board. He might have something cool, but I don't see anything coming out of this. He's the ultimate underdog, so it's only a win for him. There is nothing that Pat could do right. that fucking Aaron Gordon or right. Derek Jones Jr. cannot do thirty Can times repeat. better. Totally. <laughs> okay, D. Howard, nostalgia, cool, but like, really, what that's are gonna, you gonna do? That's gonna be quick. That's gonna fizzle so fast. I think that's gonna and be D. Quick. Howard, listen to me, dog. If you put on a Superman cape at any point in this, dog. You know what's going to happen. He can't, Drew. You cannot do that. He's going to bring Nate Robinson out. No, Drew. He's gonna, he's gonna, no. This is my call. No. He's going to bring Ooh, out. He could. Because he, he, was, he was in talks with bringing Kobe. out Kobe. Obviously, that's not going to happen. Right. Uh, but I think he's going to pivot 
I think he's going to do uh, uh, the Superman no. again. No. And I think he's going to bring out Nate Robinson. And again? Th- again. Oh. And I think he's going to jump over Nate. What? So he's jumping over a five foot three guy? I, something along those lines. And I think he actually might do the twelve foot rim again. I think he might do the twelve. He could foot probably rim. get that, but I think it's going to be over quickly. It's it's Derek Jones and Aaron Gordon, facts, and that's the competition. And I, okay, and just because Aaron's been there, okay, and, and again, he was robbed, he was robbed, in my opinion, he was, by that Zach was, Levine. That was next to MJ and Dominique. That was the best dunk contest of Ever. all time, uh, as far as competitiveness. Like Ever. Vince Carter obviously had the best. That was twenty years ago today, too. By the way, which yeah, makes me feel so fucking so old. old, so old, and you're still playing. Okay, you're still playing Vince Carter, which makes me feel older, but. <laughs> How does okay from what Aaron Gordon and Zach Levine did in that dunk contest? How is he going to top that? How do you top that? Right. I w- that's why I was surprised to see that he was going to do it again. Because, well, because once you he do needs a little like something, that. dog. Well, right. He needs a little something. Like his stock is failing. Like what are you doing, Aaron Gordon? What kind of player are you, dog? You know what I'm saying? He's still putting up numbers. Yeah, I get it. But so can I mean, dude? When you play on that team. Think about it. You should be getting numbers, but are you, you – I don't know. I don't, don't – we're not even going to talk about Aaron Gordon. I think, it, unfortunately for him, it's more organizational than it is anything else. They have a They're, really bad team, bro. They do, and they drafted terribly for the last couple of years. Mo Bamba, They kept drafting seven-foot guys. They just kept drafting them. And now Jonathan th- Isaac, Mo Bamba, like the list just keeps going. And now all of a sudden it's small ball basketball in the NBA now. <laughs> It's like and they shit. Ke- and they kept Vucevic. And it's like, okay, all right. The, what direction are we going? In? Uh, obviously, we both think that it's going to be Zach and Derek Jones Jr. I, I really think Derek is going to do something crazy. This dude has a 48-inch vert. He's six, and he's already nine. super crazy long. It, that, right? And I just think he's going to do a stretch dunk. A stretch. like Free throw lines? No, stretch. Just like throw it up, bounce, and catch it like at the kneecap type shit. Because you, what you like to see with bigger guys – I don't think he's gonna be jumping over hang fucking time. yeah, and just like, and he's got it. You need the hang time. Yeah, I'm really. That's gonna be fun. I'd like to see. I would like to see Dwight do something cool to where we're like, oh, well, that might be a ten. I just don't see it happening. I don't see it happening either. I think Pat Connaughton is gonna be the underdog, and I think people are gonna go nuts when he lands whatever dunk that he lands. Because he's a white boy, like let's. Oh, to- and he's little. He's six five. Mm-hmm. I mean, like you know, he's not. He's not a six seven, six nine like Aaron Gordon. And and uh, and Derek are both six eight six nine. They're big boys. Yeah, and you know, obviously Dwight six nine six ten, whatever the fuck he is now. I don't know how however tall. He did you is. listen to the Bill Simmons Dwight Howard one? Year? Uh, the 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 book Pyramid? of basketball. Yeah. yeah, I did. Did you listen to the Dwight Howard? I did, dude. That was so wild. It was really crazy that just like you. It, and we don't like plugging other people's pods on our pod, but you should listen to that. Well, one if you're a basketball fan, yeah, you, the, the podcast is called the Book of Basketball. And you need to listen to it. You should also read the Bill Simmons book. came out 10 years ago. The I have reason- two copies in my house. Douchebag John took one of mine. But you, had, you had three? I had three copies wow. in my house. It was the great, greatest book it's, I've it's ever It's literally read. the book of basketball. Yes. So he's, he's, he's redoing it because it's 10 years removed. And there's obviously a lot of shit that's gone down. It's changed. And a, and a topic that they came upon. All of them have been fantastic. But the most recent one was on Dwight Howard and, and his legacy and where he fits in. And his legacy is shit. Well, it's, like, it, it's shit mostly, but he has this five-year run mm-hmm. from essentially, what was it, like from 2007 to like 2012, where he's like the best big man in the NBA, all all first-team All-NBA, um, probably one of the ten best players in, in, the, in the game at that time. Oh, at that time, okay. Yeah, Ooh. yeah, yeah, yeah. Ooh. No, during, th- during those, those five years, during those five well, years. Well, yeah. So he's a Hall of Famer. I mean, that's the that's just the the end of it. I don't think he's gonna get first ballot. I don't. Think I think he will, gonna, dude. Mm. I think he will. It's pretty easy to get into the basketball. Not Hall first of Fame. ballot though. Think about it. I think he will. I think he'll be okay. a first ballot Hall of Famer. I just thought the interesting stories were just like how, especially none of his, if he does something. There's with a great this Laker team. Yeah, I mean, I if we get win it. a ring. If he has a ring on top of all the other shit, definitely first ballot. Yeah, but. I mean, what's he averaging right now? Like, four, like no, no, five? no. But that it's it's cumulative. You know that they look at everything. So it'll it'll be like, oh, look at that five years. He also did win a championship, and he was a pretty big role on a team. There's, that just, a, there's a great a segment in the pod where I guess where I guess Dwight was just like notorious for farting in practice and like, everywhere, everywhere, farting everywhere, and he thought it was really funny. Yeah. And ba- basically, the whole point of that pod was just saying how 
Dwight Howard never grew up. He's childish. And, and that's and it's so true. And like when you when you think about how many teams he's played for and how many he looks like the, the nicest guy. He looks like a great guy. I'm sure he is. But teammates just didn't vibe with him for whatever reason. Maybe his focus wasn't there. I've never played with Dwight Howard, so I don't know. Anyways, listen to the book of basketball if you love basketball, but only listen to it after you listen to this pod <laughs> because, you know, we are the shit. Um, and again, if you support us, just head over to Patreon and support us a little more. And we're going to bring you that content every single week. Um, you have anything, anything else to say? I know you got a wedding to go to this weekend. <laughs> we're not going to be watching the game yeah, together. I'm going to be in Joshua tree for all-star weekend. Um, it has, it has not been confirmed that there will be mushrooms there. That's what <laughs> I was going to say. Don't do mushrooms. I, I, you know what? I was going to say that, dude. I mean, I'm 30 now. I don't know if I need that no. in my life. No. Um, but, you know, maybe, who knows? I Mama, mean, it's, Miller, it's, Mama it's, Miller, he's not doing it. It's just, it's Joshua Tree. Sometimes they're just, a, they're just there. That's from what I've heard. Nah, I'm just going to hike around a little bit. You ain't hiking going, anywhere. Drew said he got on his elliptical bike today. His in-house uh, stationary bike. It's a stationary bike. <laughs> Yesterday. And how was it? You did you did all right. It was good. Got a nice little sweat. I got going. a sweat. My, my my mostly my ass is sore because the seat, the seats on those bikes are not very comfortable. No, dude, that's something that we really need to address. I don't know how that's. I mean, bicycles have been around for at least two centuries for sure, and the seats are are still fucking garbage. There's those like little silicone seats though. I need like nice. a I need like a recliner. <laughs> I need the set up the the the, the pedals. On the recliner. Oh yeah, so it's like the like the guy rolling in the streets that's sitting yes, down. That's yeah, rolling. Yeah, the seated bike with the flag on the back. I need the seated. That's what I need. I need the seated stationary <laughs> bike, and then that, and then I'll be good to go. Hey, well, I hope you have a good time at Joshua Tree, bro, and hopefully the on our group, our on our group text that'll be uh, pretty lit because I know all our friends are gonna be watching it. And again, if you're around Saturday and you want to come pull up, dude, I'm here. Uh, don't, not not don't bring, Sunday. No, not Sunday. Don't not fuck for the All Star game. No, 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 no. Saturday night. This is just for the fun. Yeah, leave me alone Sunday because I need to be. You know, I'm working too, bro. I'm gonna be locked in here just working. Um, one of my boys dropped an album this week, though, dog. Uh oh. You know I gotta take it back to Memphis. My boy Yo Gotti dropped another classic. This one is called Know Your Worth. And know your worth, people. Listen to Yo Gotti on this track. This is a banger. You know what it is. You know where you're at. It's the follow through with Clips and Drew, and we're ghosts. I know you're worth, worth Young multi-millionaire from the dirt I am Bitch say she want a Birkin Know you're worth, worth Hope that's a couple bricks for a purse, for a purse. Bright idea bitch but that ain't what you're worth when you winning, man, you gotta know your worth. Know your worth. When you up and they be hating, that shit the worst. Damn. You are not a wave, you a surf. Wave rattle, bitch. bitch trying to give, say this not a church. Oh, I'm a project, baby. And I'm stupid rich. Call me sniper gang. gang, gang. We got stupid sticks. FedEx employees. <laughs> bitch, we shipping bricks. Out of here, home of the tigers. tigers. Born with the shit. And I shouldn't be trusted at all. Especially with your bitch. And I'm running plays. Play. You know that's a blitz. blitz. Ain't no copy, please. That's a hit or miss. Yup. And my hoe do scams. And she smoking loud. Jero 7 like Shanae's. These ain't easy. No disrespect to Kanye. Oh, well. I'm getting head while we landing on the runway. Her head priceless, bitch. You got I know your worth. Young multi-millionaire from the dirt. I am. Bitch, say she want a Birkin, know your worth. worth. Hope that's a couple bricks for a, purse. for a purse. Bright idea, bitch, but that ain't what you're worth. Woo. When you winning, man, you gotta know your worth. Know your worth. When you up and they be hating, that shit the worst. You are not a wave, you a surf. Bitch trying to give say I need a praise. Right now. When the light hit these V's, that's a lace. Get the game for free, but pay me for the label. Put the work in the streets, got them slaves. Don't miss the twenties with the hundreds. Expensive haze. Say another wise purchase, gotta have it. Got Exclusive drill, boy, I got this shit from Paris. Out in France. One on one, nigga, you will never have it. Never, never. I'm on my Phil Rolls Royce, summer attic. Grandma house, North Memphis, where I had it. Loud bowls, you can smell it out the attic. Chopper City, Draco, boy, I'm a fanatic. The way I'm acting, they say I don't know my words. I probably don't. Young multi-millionaire from the dirt. I am. Bitch, say she want a Birkin, know your worth. 
worth. Hope that's a couple bricks for a purse. Bright idea, bitch, but that ain't what you're worth. When you winning, man, you gotta know your worth. Know your worth. When you up and they be hating, that shit the worst. You are not a wave, you a surf. Bitch trying to give, say it's not a church. And they like, guy, why you ain't buying these whole purses and shit like the rest of these rappers? I'm like, well, me? Me, me, me? Nigga, you don't know these hoes gonna fuck a broke nigga anyway? Stupid. Ain't know you're worth and know the whole not worth. That's all I'm saying, you know what I'm saying? And this shit double standard too, you know what I'm saying? Like, all my real bitches know you're worth and know what a nigga not worth, you know what I'm saying? Don't be taking risks for no nigga that ain't gonna take no risks for you. Don't put your shit on line for me and put your shit on line for you. I know your worth.